Droids, Time Lords, The Final Frontier, I found it all at WinCon. Hosted annually at the Winona Public Library, WinCon is Winona's answer to the National Comic-Con event hosted in San Diego. WinCon featured keynote speakers, panels, and of course comic fans. This week on Culture Click, we take you to the 2019 WinCon event to hear from comic book illustrator Gordon Purcell, Doctor Who panelist Kathy Sullivan, and more. I'm Willard Hike. Stick around. Creating cultural awareness and understanding. This is Culture Click. Culture Click is written and produced by KQALFM on the campus of Winona State University. I've worked for Marvel, DC, Image, IDW, Dark Horse, so pretty much everybody. This is comic book illustrator Gordon Purcell. Based in Minnesota, Purcell has illustrated for a number of iconic series. I'm best known for drawing Star Trek, which I've drawn for four different companies, I think, and all the crews except uh, Discovery. And then I've drawn a lot of X-Files and then a lot of superhero stuff, so... uh, like uh, things like Avengers, Justice League, Just Society, Titans. Just a lot of different things. You know, you never know when you have fill-ins or whatever. But I've drawn a lot of comics in the last 30 years or yeah, so. Yeah. So how did you get started with comic illustration? Well, I read comics as a kid, and I really liked them. And so I um, was real interested. So I went to the U of M in Minneapolis for commercial art because they had no art program like that. They didn't really have commercial art, so I took art, studio arts, and theater. And found that theater actually helped more because you have to do a lot of things like costume design, scene design, directing people, taking scripts, and you know, casting them and all that. Uh, after I graduated, I went to a comic convention, uh, somewhat larger than this, but a convention, and got feedback from some of the pros. And right there, one of the guys asked me to help lay out a comic, so I did that. So I did independent comics for a little while, got into a new uh, talent program from D.C., and have been working pretty steadily since. Purcell's comic illustration began at an early age. As a child, he showed an interest in the visuals of common television programs. To be honest, I think I started liking cartoons, you know, like Saturday morning cartoons. But among the cartoons were Spider-Man and Flash and, and Batman. They all had cartoons. So I would draw things in more of that cartoon style, that uh, flatter style. Then uh, once I started reading more comics that were superhero-ish, mm-hmm. I started gravitating toward drawing more like that. And I would make lessons for myself when I was in high school, like try to draw like a certain artist but use other characters he hadn't drawn, like take a DC guy and draw like a Marvel character. So, you know, I did th- weird things because I just thought of interesting things like I gritted out of cover of a model on Time magazine and then colored every little square the exact way a square would look on that and it looks really nice so you can see how and I have no idea how I came up with that but you know you I think if you like art you try to do it and you make it a something you do every day you try to do every day as opposed to other other subjects and uh, styles of illustration, what draws you to comic illustration in particular? Uh, I like how emotional and dynamic comics can be. I like the idea that um, if you're doing everything right, you're telling 
like if you do a comic like Star Trek, well, you're telling episodes they can't tell. I did like a Deep Space Nine Next Generation crossover. Well, that'd be too expensive for them to do. I can draw William Shatner the way he looked in the 60s instead of the Priceline guy. Um, you know, we can make a lot of those kind of decisions. I, I like superheroes that have big operatic feelings in some ways, you know. I also like the idea with comics, you kind of control time. So you can have something move slowly or quickly. You can read it at your own pace. You have some control over it, more so than a lot of other media. So, although now that you have CDs and DVDs and stuff, you can control time a little bit more. But when I was growing up, we didn't have that. In an increasingly computerized industry, Purcell still illustrates his comics the old-fashioned way, by hand. A lot of people who learn to do comics now do it on computer, and they you learn that in like um, comic book classes. These are things that just didn't exist when I was. Um, the disadvantage of it is uh, it, it has an advantage of speed, but their inking capabilities have not gotten great yet. So they tend to favor doing very cartoony art. Something like Squirrel Girl from Marvel or something like that, uh, which is a charming book, but I mean, it's more simple looking than a traditional superhero book or a Star Trek book even. However, I do use uh, the computer to scan the art and send it to editors or inkers. I also do research now where I can look up, you know, the enterprise and look at different angles of it. Where in the old days I had to go get magazines or watch them on videotape or whatever. So I do use some modern things. How does the process of, of writing a comic work? Do you develop the story yourself as well, or are you, are you sent a general sort of storyboard type of thing, and then you come up with illustrations based off that? For the most part, I get scripts or plots. At Marvel, we got a lot of plots where they would say, you know, uh, the Avengers fight for three pages, make it interesting, you know, whatever, something like that. DC and with the license books, uh, I've gotten mostly full scripts. Um, this way, the writer kind of controls things a little bit more. Yeah. The plot-wise, the artist gets to kind of control things more. If you remember, Stan Lee came up with this because he had people like Kirby and Ditko working for him who were very imaginative and knew how to tell a story. Mm -hmm. And he could write uh, lots of books mm -hmm. while they were kind of doing a lot of the writing themselves. So you can do both, but with licensed books especially, they want to supervise what the characters say and all that kind of stuff. So, Do you have a favorite comic in general? It can be a series or a, sp uh, a particular you know, book? Sure. My favorite comics tend to be like Avengers and Justice League, which I was lucky enough to draw both of those uh, because they're team books. And when I was kid I had no money so it seemed to make sense to get one with lots of characters in it. My favorite characters are The Thing and I like uh, Robin the, the Robin I like, <laughs> Tim Drake and uh, Elongated Man, Plastic Man those kind of stretchy guys, I like them and Captain America As for future plans, Purcell says he has several exciting projects up his sleeve uh, Right now I've been drawing sketch cards for Dynamic Forces, so that has a lot of things like Red Sonia and Vampirilla, and I'm supposed to do an Elvira thing. And as I said, I just finished Stargate Atlantis. Gordon Purcell, thank you so much for joining us. Enjoy the West of WinCon. Thank you very much. After I spoke with Purcell, 
I ran into a guest that was more spooky. Randy Gotts is the owner of a replica of the signature Ghostbusters car. The restored hearse was parked outside of Wincon, complete with slimy ghosts, gadgets, and sirens. I'm Willard Hike here at Wincon with Randy. How's it going today, Randy? Doing great. So you now you, you have this awesome Ghostbusters car. What inspired you to make such a vehicle? <laughs> okay, actually, it uh, goes back to uh, my wife had cancer. Uh, we, she had, we had four kids, 16 exchange students, and six foster kids over the years, so she loved kids. When she passed away, I wanted to do something where we could go back and pay back. Everything I make on the Ghostbuster vehicle, whether it be car shows, parades, uh, comic cons, um, all the donations go to Ronald McDonald House. That's a great cause. How how was the process in, in converting this car? Did did you buy it in this in this form, or, or did you convert a car? It was completely converted. I bought the vehicle as a uh, a raw hearse. Um, completely did all the work on it. Uh, collection of the stuff collected for probably about three years, and it took about a year to to build. So where do you where do you operate? Uh, just just around the Winona area, around Minnesota. At this time, I'm out of Fountain City, Wisconsin, but I try to stay, I, since it is an old girl and does, I put miles on it, I'm trying to get a trailer so I can haul it better, but I, I go as far as like Rochester, Eau Claire, um, doing shows. Randy, I really enjoyed speaking with you. I enjoy this car. It's a really cool car. Enjoy the rest of WinCon. Thank you. You too. I hear it likes the girls. I ain't afraid of no girls. WinCon hosted a panel on the iconic television series Doctor Who. The panel consisted of local Doctor Who enthusiasts who discussed the show's recent developments and reflected on the series as a whole. On this panel was author Kathy Sullivan. For someone who's never watched Doctor Who, give a synopsis. What's the show all about? The Doctor is an alien from another planet Gallifrey, time traveler, space and time, and they basically try to help thing help other planets so you never quite know if they're going to appear on earth or in a alien cluster or in a spaceship and it's just really good science fiction really well written stories another sort of broad question here in your mind what makes doctor who great why do you why are you a fan of doctor who when I started watching the show, that was back in the classic time period where you had really well written stories um, and they explored not only just adventure stories, but kind of ecology. You had the environment. You had the nature of war and peace. And it, it was always very thought-provoking. In the series, the Doctor almost always brings a companion along with him on his adventures. Watching Doctor Who for one of the first times, Kathy was especially intrigued by this relationship. And then I had a friend who wanted me to get into Doctor Who fandom, and she basically sat me down and had me watch Brandon Morbius, which was a Tom Baker episode. I saw, basically, the companion being just as as important as the Doctor, a matriarchal society that they were trying to stop. And it just caught my interest, and I just went from there. 
I organized a Doctor Who viewing society. It here at Winona State. We had a Doctor Who fan club, and we basically did a letter writing campaign to get PBS to carry it, and just went from there. Yeah. Here's a little bit of a controversial question that came up during the panel. Who's the best actor? Who played the best incarnation of the Doctor? Oh dear, I'm one of those people who likes all the Doctors, because yeah. each one brought something different to the to the part, and. I like them all. <laughs> Who's your favorite nemesis? From the classic, I always liked the Zygons because they could save it. You never quite knew if you were dealing with a friend or, oh my gosh, it's been a Zygon all along. The 11th series just wrapped up in December. It featured the debut of Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor. That, of course, is significant because she was the first female Doctor. It's always interesting to see what new actors and actresses bring to existing roles. What do you think Whitaker has brought to uh, the role so far? She's had the same curiosity as all the previous doctors. She still has the same uh, willingness to try to find other solutions rather than just shooting something. She's a lot more thoughtful. She was basically one of the few doctors who was willing to sit down and listen to what, was, what people would say before deciding to act. And I think I like that about her. Having run for a cumulative four decades, Doctor Who has proved an incredible longevity. Sullivan attributes the show's timelessness to the depth of its narratives and storylines. The story writers are really good um, because they can explore so many different aspects. And I think that's what made it last so long is because, yeah, the special effects were cutting edge for their time. Nowadays, we basically thought they were really 99 cent specials. But it was the story that kept people going. And they developed a little bit more of the character, so you got a lot of character development, too. Over all these decades, how has the show evolved? The Doctor has developed from somebody who basically didn't want to get involved to someone who basically turned a little bit more human. And that was because of the companions he traveled with. He was basically willing to overlook a lot of things, and now she is basically trying to stand up and help a lot more. If someone wanted to get into Doctor Who, that is someone who's unfamiliar with it, going cold turkey, what would be a good way to do so? As in series, as in episode, season? Is there anything you can think of? Would there be a good avenue to hop in at? Every time I'm asked that, I basically start going, well, what are they interested in? If you're interested in historicals, there's a lot of really good historical episodes to start off with. You want just pure science fiction, there's a lot of good stories there a lot of people start thinking oh with a new season blink is really good well if you like horror that's a good start sometimes people just run a bunch of little music videos you can actually see the doctor in action all the various incarnations comics uh i still think just watching an episode kathy sullivan i enjoyed the panel enjoy the rest of wincom thank you very much Thanks again to Gordon Purcell, Randy Gotts, and Kathy Sullivan for joining us on this episode of Culture Click. I'm Willard Hike. Thanks for listening. Creating cultural awareness and understanding. You've been listening to Culture Click. Support for Culture Click is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Culture Click is produced by KQAL FM on the campus of Winona State University. 
For more information, look us up on the web at kqal.org. And thanks for listening to Culture Click. Are you interested in all things Winona and the surrounding area? Find podcasts of Culture Click and all your favorite KQAL shows by going to kqal.org and looking for program archives under the Media tab. Culture Click is made possible by a grant from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.